0: Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica, the Queen of Team. Please tune in
1: every single
0: Tuesday, this whole hour of Barbara Routine Athletes. Woo! Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, everybody. Dr. D, how you doing? Uh, doing very well. Here we are uh, one week into February and uh,
1: doing great.
0: So I just found out right Carpenter is in the house. He's going to be doing uh, college coaching tips for the month. And... Uh, she did the reveal that the what was it? The groundhog saw the shadow. Yeah. So that we got to have another six weeks of winter. winter. That, yeah. Is that what it means? Six more weeks of cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, to which I to which I ask, what the hell does a groundhog know about weather?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I'm starting. I'm really loving my Uggs. and they feel really good when you when you lay in bed with your Uggs. Don't okay, a little don't? pitch to Uggs here in Santa Barbara. They're very comfy. Absolutely. Thank God. Absolutely. Very, very com- And when the Uggs shop opened up in Santa Barbara, I'm like, what? Who wears Uggs? Well, I do. <laughs> 24-7. So anyway, uh, we've got a full house today. we got a lot uh, uh, going on. So let's get right down to the recaps. Romy Davies is back in action. Santa Barbara High School. Romy's in the house. Senior. Don, what's going on?
3: Thank you, Erica, and hello everyone. This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from Santa Barbara, California with this week's Aspidon Sports Recap. In soccer news, junior Jesus Miranda's second half hat-trick brought the Dons back from a 2-0 deficient for a 3-2 victory over Oxnard Wednesday night at Peabody Stadium. The first two of Miranda's goals came on assists from Juan Pablo Montes. The winner with two minutes remaining resulted from a death pass to Miranda in the box by Carver Jensen. The loss was just Oxnard's second in Channel League play and the win improved the Dons to 3-8-3 in the league. After two league losses in the prior seven days, the comeback was very satisfying. In wrestling news, Santa Barbara High School's wrestling program added another milestone to its history-making season at the Channel League Championships on Saturday at Rio Mesa. Pepper Marks won her second straight league title and was named the girls' tournament MVP. Marks is defending CIF champion. Sylvia Slavich captured the title in the 152-pound weight class, giving Santa Barbara two girls' champions the dons led the local teams in individual champions with five and qualified 11 for next weekend's championships that's it for this week's sp dance recap and see you next time thank you Romy. all
0: right next up dp high school chargers valeria talk to
4: me thanks erica and hey everyone i'm valeria tiburcio romo back with this week's charger recap Starting off with boys basketball, they played against Oxnard High School last Friday. Unfortunately, the Chargers lost with the final score of 74 to 18. They also played against Buena High School on Tuesday this week. Unfortunately, they lost this game as well with the final score of 80 to 42. Then, boys soccer played against Santa Barbara. The final score was two to zero, the Chargers taking the win. The goals were from Alvaro Contreras and Noe Pina. Girls soccer also took the win in a game against Santa Barbara. The final score was 1-0. Then, girls basketball played against Buena High School. The final score was 50-41. Unfortunately, the Chargers lost. Boys soccer then played against Ventura High School. The final score was 4-2. The Chargers losing the game. Girls soccer also played against Ventura with a final score of 2-1. Unfortunately, the Chargers lost. Going back to boys basketball, they played against Ventura High School. The final score was 80-69. The Chargers taking the win. Senior Grant Hughes scored 34 points. Then, Girls Water Polo played against San Marcos. Unfortunately, the Chargers lost the game with a final score of 13-7. And finally, Girls Basketball. They played against Ventura High School this Thursday, but unfortunately lost the game with a final score of 57-42. And that is it for this week's Charger Recap. I'm Valeria Tiburcio-Romo, and I'll see y'all next week.
0: Thank you, Valeria. Okay, now we're heading into Raya Carpenter's neck of the woods. We got Sean Walters. And thank you very much, Raya, for Sean, because he is a gamer. Sean, talk to me.
1: Thank you so much, Erica. This is Bishop Diego High School senior Sean Walters sounding on once again to give you the Bishop Diego High School sports recap. Starting off with boys basketball, the boys traveled to Santa Clara last Monday and came back with a 58-48 victory over Santa Clara High School, punching their ticket into the playoffs. Great job, guys. Their next game is to be determined. Also, a big congratulations to our girls basketball team on securing the co-tri-valley league championship Thursday night with an impressive 43-25 victory over Foothill Tech. The team outscored Foothill Tech an astonishing 28-7 points in the second half. Galilea Della Cruz led the team with 12 points and Siena Rizua had 10. That is three consecutive league titles for the girls basketball team. Great job girls! And our soccer news, unfortunately, the boys fell short 3-6 against Foothill Tech last Tuesday. Great try though, boys. On the other hand though, our girls soccer team came away with a 7-0 win over Grace Brethren for senior night. Incredible job and congratulations to our girls. Well everyone, that's all I've got for Bishop Sports recap. Thank you so much for listening and please don't forget to tune in once again next week. This is Sean Walters signing off.
0: Thank you, Sean. We got Riot Carpenter right after these messages. our teen sports radio show, I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9
5: a.m. Welcome back to teen sports radio. If you're just joining us, I'm Raya Carpenter, owner of Balanced College Planning. I assist students with the college research and application process. You can find me at balancedcollegeplan.com. And I'm also very proud to serve as a college counselor at Bishop High. Go Cards! This time of year, it is important for sophomores and juniors to be thinking about what they're going to be doing in the summer. I know it sounds crazy to be talking about summer already, especially with the whole groundhog discussion we are having today. Um, But looking ahead, because some of these programs actually have application deadlines that will be coming up soon. So if you are looking at holistic, selective college admission, summer does matter. Having said that, there are many, many colleges that don't pay much attention to how you spend your summers. So for example, Arizona State University is going to admit students based on grades alone. However, schools like UCSB or Chapman University are gonna take a more holistic view of admission. So that means they're gonna look at grades, they're gonna maybe look at test scores, they're gonna look at letters of recommendation, and um, but, but they're gonna be paying attention to your extracurricular pursuits. So um, they also though are gonna take in To consideration the context from which you come. So I'll explain that in in a little bit here. Um, Selective admission, uh, schools will often say that they pay attention to those summer months. So should you relax in the summer? Yes, but should you also be looking for career exploration, community service, employment, academic pursuits? For selective colleges, the answer is most probably gonna be yes. So what are some examples? It depends on your background and your interests, your abilities, finances, all that stuff. And that's your individual context. So there's really not judgment in terms of one being better than the other. Um, For example, if you're responsible for helping to pay the bills at home and you need to have a job, um, this is actually seen as highly valuable. So... um, that is something that you should be proud of. If you are um, able to find a job and you can show commitment to that responsibility, build those life skills, show that you can handle angry customers and problem solve technology, and um, you can you know think quickly on your feet, this is going to get you some some great points in the admission process. But employment isn't right for everybody, so of course there's volunteerism and internships. I do want to point out for students in the Santa Barbara area. You do have an agreement with Santa Barbara Unified uh, and the public school system with partners in education. Look that up. It's a great way to find a paid internship opportunity. You can ask your school counselor about this. And if you're looking for other internships or summer enrichment programs, I I recommend checking out teenlife.com. Unfortunately, though, those are some pretty expensive programs. Some do have scholarships, but I also want you to know that you don't have to spend a lot of money doing a prepackaged programming in order to get into your dream school. Other good options are taking city college classes, which can be free uh, to most high school students. Just make sure you talk to your school counselor to make sure that you pick a class that will go on your transcript or that will give you some career exploration. Um, And then just a a final note, um, learning in general is is worthwhile in the summer. So if you love to read, then just read a bunch and be able to talk uh, in depth about all the reading that you're up to. Um, Or if you love music, work on your craft and and seek opportunities to perform in front of others. Retirement communities, for example, are really grateful um, at times for people to come and play the piano, things like that. Um, If you are feeling stuck for more ideas, do reach out to your school counselor. And if you're looking for more help than that, check me out at balancedcollegeplan.com.
0: Nice.
5: I want to make a plug for taking Spanish at City College during the summer. I really, really enjoyed that. And not only that, I took it in the evening and I took it with my dad. So my dad and I worked on our conversational Spanish. So, I mean, yes, you have to check and see what's transferable, but maybe you just want to work on being able to uh, be very fluent in another language. Highly yeah. encourage that. Highly okay. encourage that. It's such a good life skill and uh, and obviously it can make you more employable in certain sectors. Um, and there are a bunch of other languages, too, but I, I, I'm a big fan of Spanish. Um, my kid did Japanese, actually, this last summer. So there's a lot to choose from at,
0: at our local city college. Nice. And they go all the way to the end, too. I think they have Japanese. I have a friend's uh, daughter took Japanese and she went like one, two, three, and then actually went abroad. Nice. With the class. Yeah. And they had a lot of opportunities there. Uh, We also are going to. uh, And if you also brought up. Um, musical instruments. We have in the house Emily Urchison. She's going to be talking about a program she's uh, lining herself up with. But Emily, do you take kids into the uh, nursing facilities?
6: Yeah, actually, this Sunday, we have a recital at Mariposa Senior Center. And it's amazing. And I was actually wanting to kind of dovetailing with the letter project to have the kids exchange Valentine's Day with uh, Valentine's with the seniors, so that they can make that connection, because the music is one thing, and it's wonderful, but like, it's all about the connection. And it's so special to do that. I do that often. Yes, definitely nice oh, That's well
0: right one. you've got emily's that we'll send it to you if, if you have any kids that uh maybe want to jump in because she's yeah. emily is the conductor i would <laughs> love that lead so that you would can blow on good. anything tap on anything oh, drum, <laughs> and then she teaches uh to write songwriting i know uh dr d had a project with her dr d is she the real thing Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love it. I love working with her. We're going to do more as a matter of fact, because believe it or not, I have another song in the works. (laughs) Very nice. Well, that's because of all your rebels, you know, now the lion is out of the cage as they say, right? (laughs) Uh, It's it's more like a Bengal tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Bengal tiger. That's nice. All right, let's get to, Brian, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Hopefully you can stick around. We've got Emily Yurchison right after these messages. Dance for me,
4: dance for me, dance for me. Oh, 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 oh. i never seen anybody do that thing you do before.
0: Teen Sports Radio show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9
7: a.m.
6: Hi, this is Emily Solburn, <laughs> and I am so excited to be here on Teen Sport Radio with all of you today. I am here today to introduce a special project that I um to, it was about three weeks ago, I found a website called theletterproject.org. And this is an organization. It's a at, at handwritten letter organization and the mission is to encourage and empower girls and women around the world through handwritten letters and the the idea is to remind girls and women that they are not alone and so it's an all-female organization a faith-based organization that that's mission is to spread simple human kindness through writing and um, they welcome all female identifying letter writers and their mission is to build each other up, collaborate, not compete. And what' it's, it's a unique organization because what you can do if somebody listening here today is struggling or knows somebody who is struggling, you can put a request in and you don't use the names, right? You just you just describe this person and what they're, what they're Struggling with, and what they may be needing, and a little bit uh, about the uniqueness of who they are, and then when those who sign up a volunteer can get on, and they can choose to write a letter to any of the anybody who has requested a letter. So, um, for example, I wrote a letter last week to a teenage girl, and she was struggling. Her dad is in prison and she's in a foster home and she's taking care of all the other siblings and so what i did was i just took that you know description and i communicated with her i communicated in writing And, um, you know, just uh, she's also, I'll I'll share this little little part because she's also in sports. She just started basketball and volleyball. So I said, congratulations on the basketball and volleyball adventure. Playing sports is such a great way to connect with others and build self-confidence. When I was in junior high, I felt like there was a huge cloud that hung over me, but something changed when I found sports. For me, it was running, mainly track. It can be a lot of fun, and when you join a team, you become like a family. And so, just responding back, and even though you don't meet these people, you know, the the neatest thing happens is you build this dialogue, not only with them, but with parts of yourself. I got to go back to my teenage years, and I got to reconnect Part, uh, part of myself. And so it builds a deep level of compassion and understanding, and you can also be of service. So it's I'm really excited. And you, uh, you are supposed to handwrite the letters, which I didn't do. I just found out today, one of the guidelines. So you get to get fun stationary and have fun with the artistic part of it as well. So, so uh, when you handwrite, do you print or do you write in cursive? You Well, I think whichever way that it's legible, right? Like you can do it however it's legible and you can decorate it if you want to. But the main idea is to communicate from your heart, you know, so that you can support and encourage people who are struggling. Um, That's so beautiful. Can you share the website again? Sure. Absolutely. It's theletterproject.org the letterproject.org. And actually, I've been communicating with the the directors um, of the organization. And next week, Whitney, I believe, who is the director of the organization is going to come on and and tell us more about how it was started. And, uh, and I know, Erica, you had talked about having a dream about this project. So, it's (laughs) kind of interesting how
5: it starts at a deep place, right?
0: Yeah, it's fun. It was weird. Yeah, it's like really weird.
5: That's so beautiful. I um, do something. Now my kids are all older. They're turning. uh, My oldest is turning 40. My youngest is turning 30. And what I do is on their birthday, I handwrite them a special letter. And um, to me, I've told all my kids, you have to know cursive because I'm only writing to you in cursive. (laughs) (laughs) It is is truly so much fun to write. And I remember talking to someone who was, uh, I think, a a teacher over at Westmont, and they were saying that they were trying to stop kids from bringing their laptop to class because they found that the test scores were going down. There's something about handwriting that seems to improve our abilities, um, not only to hear our own internal
0: voice, but also uh, do better in our class studies, Don. You need to take this and make it for guys. Yeah. This is up right up your alley, <laughs> Don's letter project. There you go. <laughs> There's your next awesome. thing. Put that on there. There you go. Fantastic. All right, anybody have it? Yes. I was waiting for Doctor G. Come
2: on now. We got to get the. Oh, uh, well, discussion. you know what this makes me think about is. Um, so I took this course in embryology, and I'll make the connection really quickly here. But there, you know. When we're, when we're forming, we have all these stem cells and they're splitting and turning into all kinds of different things. Well, the very first stem cell that is created the first organ that's created of stem cells is the heart. And with each like new development, something else comes out. Well, the, after the heart is made, the next formation is these two little buds that come out and the hands are formed right out of that same stem cell as the heart. And so I think about how your heart being connected to your hand in that writing is just like, exactly what. Okay,
0: that's it. That's tearful. That is so tearful. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're
5: you're not going to believe this. Eric and I, uh, if we were to start a
0: church, we would call it hallelujah, hands of God. And our reason for that was... We yeah. own it. Just so you know, we own it. Because <laughs> somebody wants to try to buy that thing. It's already
5: taken. It's all about... we. Everybody, when, when you want to affect the world, look at your hands. You, We all, as individuals, we have the ability to have an effect on our world. And even if it's just us creating a good life for ourselves, it's through our hands quite frequently that we're creating a beautiful world.
3: Yeah. I love that. Fact.
6: That's so wonderful there. Um, Kimmy and I, who has been on teen sport for a while, we have an organization called Hands to Heart for Pete. And so that's the whole thing is, thank you so much for mentioning that. That is so beautiful because our hearts, we feel inspired. And then we do the hands, we do the work, we do the creative, we make the music, we do that, you know, whatever it is, we do the writing. So
0: how beautiful. Um, <laughs> thank you. That's awesome. All right. Hey, let's jump over and have a huga moment. Stay here. Well, now- teen sports radio show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, every single Tuesday at 9
5: a.m. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center and a really quick huga moment. So a Hackett's huga moment is we're talking about things that make us feel comfy and cozy and help us rejuvenate our energy. So we have lots of fun energy for our studies and for playing in team sports and also dealing with uh, relationships and family issues. So, I want to tell two quick stories that are focused on how do you sort of create huga uh, in relationships. So, hygge, normally you think of huga as getting comfortable and cozy and and generating happiness. But there's times in relationships where there's bumps and pools. <laughs> so, the first story is there's two children playing. One uh, little boy he has a bunch of beautiful marbles. And then a little girl, she has some beautiful candies. Maybe it's close to Valentine's Day. So a little boy looks at her candies and he says, he's inspired. He says, you know, I'll give you my marbles if you'll give me all your candies. And the little girl thinks, oh, those are beautiful marbles. Okay, I'll do a swap. So they swap. But when they swap, the little boy holds back one of the marbles. This is his favorite marble. And he keeps that one in his pocket. So then in the evening at night, the little girl goes to her house and she goes to sleep and she goes to sleep peacefully. She did a swap. She's happy. The little boy, however, he has a hard time going to sleep because he's thinking to himself, well, I kept back my most beautiful marble for myself. I wonder what sweet candy she kept back for herself. And so he's going to sleep thinking I didn't get a full deal because. I'm sure she held back something because I
0: held back something.
5: So that's that's the first quality, and and the kind of like moral to that story is in relationship, consider you know giving hundred percent. You have to determine what that hundred percent is, but you'll probably sleep better at night if you are given a hundred percent. The second quick story is an animal story. There are a bunch of uh, porcupines in Santa Barbara, and it got really cold. And those porcupines trying to figure out how are we going to survive the night? And so they started getting close together. And when they got close together, they poked each other. So I was like, wait, that's not going to work. So then they separated. And they're like, oh my God, if I'm sitting here separated, I'm going to freeze. So the porcupines decided, all right, I may get a little wounded, but I'm going to survive the night better if I get close together. So in that story, we see Okay, to relate and have that warmth of togetherness, we do sometimes get a little bit of wounding. And Dr. Amy and, and Dr. Jean can, uh, and, and Don, everybody can help address. Sometimes there's a wounding that's it's okay. It's part of the rough and tumble of that warmth of relationship. And then there's other wounding that's not okay. Um, so those are my two huga thoughts to uh, embrace giving 100%. And then also accepting that that closeness of relationship it sometimes has ouchy
7: moments.
0: Don, I know you've got to add on to that.
7: I'm just thinking, you know, the experiences that we have, we can either we can either filter them or process them as inspiration or or wounds, you know. And then, you know, when we were too young to be conscious about even uh, even trying to sort that out. As we get older, we can we can look at things and and decide whether we want to now use that as inspiration. You know what I'm saying? It's like we've lived we've lived through and sorted things out, and hopefully we've come to, you know, digging our roots where we stand and 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 saying I'm going to make the best of things. You know, whatever I whatever I, the cards I've been dealt, I'm sure there's people that have been dealt a worse hand than I have. And so then you can use those things as an inspiration or a stepping stone, change poison into medicine rather than, you know, um, hopefully be, hopefully not be mired in the wounds. Does that make sense?
0: I love it. Yeah. Well, I look at the, the, the swap, the, the first story, it's basically the person who held back not knowing if she held back or not for all she did. She gave everything, but then you're just transferring what you did onto somebody else. And that is so atypical of kids i mean even m- adults and i just i this this is the thing is that if you're that type of person just be up front transparent and say hey here's half or here so this way you're not setting yourself up right so yeah a little
5: soulful honesty of i can give you these marbles but this one's my favorite one i need to hold that one back
0: yeah exactly maybe he would have slept better at
5: night yeah Right.
0: Dr. Amy, mindfulness training. Okay. I probably have that kid meditate and uh knock out those fears that he had of somebody stiffing him.
7: <laughs> um yeah, it's interesting because I think uh I do think that we're innately wired or most of us are innately wired for generosity and um I think if you're someone who's innately wired for generosity and you're with someone else who's innately wired for generosity, that goes pretty well. I think where we can sometimes get into a little bit of trouble and maybe even wounded is when we're assuming, because there's also assumption on the other side, right? Like the one person was stingy and he was assuming someone was being stingy, but if you're innately generous and you're assuming someone's being generous and they're, and you're not realizing that actually it's not reciprocal, then that's a place to just be discerning and choose when and what you want to give. And I, I think those situations are rare, but they can be super detrimental. So, um, You know, I can be a little naive and over trusting and I needed to learn when a situation wasn't, it wasn't a shared mutual generosity.
0: Right. Definitely.
2: Dr. Jean. Yeah. I'm not sure who said this, but I always like that phrase, um, assume that we are all doing our best. Yes. Yes. Because then you don't know, right? Dominique Hackett <laughs> said that. <laughs> of course that's she did. Of course that's she did. That's what she did. <laughs> but it's, it's making me think about, you know, um. one of my very first early memories. I was in brownies and, you know, everybody brings their snack for the day for, for the group. So that it was cupcakes and they were being passed around and passed around. Well, a bunch of the frosting on some of the cupcakes got stuck to the, uh, uh, the, aluminum foil. And I was second to last. And I was like, oh, well, I get this one with a little bit more frosting. As soon as I picked it up, the girl next to me was crying. And I didn't even think of her until that moment. And I thought, oh, well, of course you can have this one. Like, if it meant that much to you, like it was so such a natural thing at that age. Um, You know, I think we really just kind of lose that real innocent empathy for other people sometimes. Dr. Amy. Oh, I, I, Mike!
0: Yeah, Mike, Mike yourself, Mike yourself. Thank Here. you. Yeah, Dr.
7: Jean's story reminds me that I was teaching mindfulness to fourth graders, and I would always bring it was after school, so I'd always bring snacks. So I brought pre-sliced apple slices, and what happened is I just had them pass them around and put them on napkins. And what happened was the first half of the circle had these big piles of apples, and The second half of the circle had no apples. And I could have just said, you have to give your app, your half your apple slices to so and so. But being a mindfulness teacher, I said, let's pause here. (laughs) Everybody look at the apples that you have. Everybody look at the apples that everybody else has. And how do you feel about how many you have? And how do you feel about the, how many other people have? And now that you have been mindful and looked at the situation, what behavior do you want to choose? And without me telling them that they had to give the apples, most of the kids with apples. And I will say it was interesting because it was more the girls than the boys. Um, went and gave apples to the other kids. And then we talked about how this happens, like with apples, how this happens in cities, how this happens between countries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just had a conversation about, you know, healthy, healthy generosity because that right, no one gave away all their apples, but it was much more even.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. I've got a topic I want to introduce next section. So keep it here. teen sports radio show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in
1: every single Tuesday at
0: 9 a.m. This is Erica, the queen of teen. I just want to bring up, we have about eight, 10 minutes left here. I just want to bring up a topic that maybe a lot of, some of us parents, grandparents are not aware. Schools and school sports today is not what it once was. It wasn't, it's not like what it was when you were going to school. Uh, most programs in the public school system, you have to pay. They incur the cost. They make each child uh, bring those monies. It's, it's almost like it's gone to, for, for a pay to play. Uh, Yeah, there's some scholarships there available, but it's actually uh, reducing the pool. And then there's the second topic is that not all kids get to play because they're cut. We're blessed to have Raya Carpenter in the house today. And I I can't say, but maybe a providence, a bishop. Am I right, Raya, that bishop does not cut? Yeah, uh, I was uh, at
5: signing day um, recently, and we had six athletes sign um, to move to the next level to play, which is actually a really high percentage given the size of our uh, senior class, and the president of our school was addressing the faculty and and just highlighting the fact that you know it's just such a a, a gift that the kids at our school get a chance to try. If you want to try a thing, great. And you know, speaking as a parent, I have um, you know two kids that I I I actually resisted the rat race of getting your kids into sports as a young, young, young child. um, I just, I I didn't understand it. And I think it's because when I went to school, in fifth grade, I started playing basketball at school, and I started playing the flute, you know, at school, I didn't have the money to do anything else. And really, that didn't exist. Like, at least it wasn't on my radar, clubs, sports, and things like that. Anyways, point is, is that my kids are severely behind um, athletically compared to their peers. And so catching up is really hard and, you know, you have to have the financial means to, to, um, play club or, or have the time to, you know, get your kids to this place and to that place, um, instead of just them being taken care of at the school. So yeah, I'm super grateful that the kids at our high school have a chance to, um, try anything they want. And um, be a part of something, and that is literally the culture of the school: is family and to be a part of something. And and so, um, doing it through athletics is super smart in my perspective. Right.
0: All right. I know Dr. Amy wants to add.
7: Well, I guess um, a little like red flag went up for me when Raya said like severely behind. Um. So, I think what we want for our kids is to have access to um, not only one sport, but multiple sports, and to be able to play a lot of sports when they're young and find out what they like. And um, kids who specialize early often have both physical issues in terms of overuse injuries and Because they're really hyper focused on a single sport, then they can also get like anxious or depressed about their sport. And so I think we want to remember that sport, you know, at least up through elementary school and maybe even part of middle school is supposed to be play and physical health and socialization and learning. And I think part of the reason like this myth of the behind thing is happening is because um, we as the adults aren't setting the proper priorities.
5: Dr. Amy, I am so glad that you drew that out of um, the conversation. And I actually was hoping to highlight in this conversation the Wilderness Youth Project in Santa Barbara. Um that is the kind of physical activity and engagement with nature and they have their they have uh, you know nonprofit scholarships, galore uh, they provide transportation. so um, that is such a beautiful way to instill in in kids um, that that you know being physical, being part of a community, being healthy um, having, you you know, mindfulness, all of those things doesn't um, have to look like your traditional team sport either. And um, that it, it, I think it instills in the kids, this lifelong appreciation of of all of, uh, of a lifestyle. And um, so I, I really respect the Wilderness Youth Project and what they do locally. What's, What's the web address again? Well, I don't know if it's WYP.org, but uh, it's Wilderness Youth Project um, in Santa Barbara area. Your
0: daughter should hook up with um, Don. I mean, that yeah,
5: was I,
1: right I'm her. just thinking I was just thinking the same thing, actually.
0: I know, Don, we're connected. <laughs> That's <laughs> what this show does. It just makes these connections yeah, and I- then starts with the heart and then the hands pop out. <laughs> That, Emily,
6: I just share. I think music is also. I'm I'm really guiding my students these days. There is so much physicality in playing an instrument. It is like a sport, and it requires a certain discipline, camaraderie, and teamship, and a community, and all of that. And you also get really in touch with your inner self and your emotions. And so, and I've seen just through building these community events and and things like that that music is such a wonderful, wonderful vehicle for um, actually working your body too. It has, you know, there's a lot that goes into playing an instrument that is very physical as well as emotional, mental, and spiritual. And I think that's a really wonderful way. And I see my kids and it's interesting because my kids, I, you know, my kids are playing and then the adults are like, well, then they start to play the guitar and they start to, you know, tinkle the, the keys and things like that. And so it can be a real family connection to is bringing music into your home so I'm putting a little plug in for um, Emily the songbird and music
0: because I think it's a real powerful healing vehicle things like this and and using our kids time constructively because we know the downside of the community as well we've aired it out for year after year kids um, unfortunately could get subjected to because they have the free time and they they uh, get themselves involved. They only got to do is make one tiny little mistake, and that could end it. And I'm talking about the, I want to call it the the crisis that we have in, and especially the state of California with fentanyl. And it's it's a sad reality, and we have to address it. That's why we can flip this and take the positive and say, okay, well, how can we improve? And how can we engage our kids and connect the community? So we can and that that that's not gonna be not there, it's gonna be there, but we have sight of it. And that's why I'm so excited with Dr. Amy and Dr. Amy. I have given uh your information to St. Rayfield School because your mindfulness program, it's like exactly like you had said, it's too late by the time they're in high school because this the well, stats are right. it's just not well, we want to get them in elementary school. Yeah. We want to get this schools and everything in the communication and, and a way to talk to the kids. That's current. Um, it's just a sad, sad thing where if schools are don't become aware of what's out there and talk to the kids in today's time, not how we grew up, which is a train wreck. Um, you know, so what's give me? Let me have. We've got about a minute left. What's your uh, contact information, Dr. Amy?
7: Ah, <laughs> your contact, My is contact information is stillquietplace.com. I will have a new website probably within the week, but the old one currently works and spot a spider.com. So I would love to support. Any individual or classroom or team or school or school district that wants um, support in teaching lifelong um, skills of resilience to their the kids they serve.
0: Thank you, Dr. Amy. Thank you, Raya. Thank you, Dr. Emily. Jean. Thank, Thank you, Don. Dawn. Thanks, Em. <laughs> Santa Barbara's best place on the planet to live. Let's just reach out. Keep your eyes open. All right. Don't be afraid to talk about anything that needs fixing. That's what we do here on Team Sports Radio. God bless. See you next week. I'm
4: unstoppable. I'm a push
3: with no brakes. I'm invincible. The yeah, I win every single day. I'm so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Stop